the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the United England Empire Radio Program. You're listening to a best of. We've compiled some of our recent interviews today for you to listen to for your listening pleasure because guess what? We are at the United Inland Empire Conservative Conference at the Fox Theater today. Having a great time. Yeah, and we're just wondering where where were you? We have two great speakers, best of. We have Alfonso Rachel in our first half, who will talk about culture and politics. In our second half, Dr. Duke Pesta will talk about culture and the government-run education system. Alfonso Rachel. He is a Christian, conservative, social, political humorist who does video commentaries on both his own website called Zonation and on PJTV, which is Bill Whittle's organization. Welcome. Should we call you Alfonso? Should we call you Zoe or Mr. Rachel? You can call me that, and you can call me the drummer for 20-pound sledge. That's right. We have something in common. I spent uh, 15 years behind a kit. Right. Which, for the average layman, means a drum set. (laughs) 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 Great to have you with us. You got to post some of those pictures, man. If you got any pictures of you, you got to post those up. You know what? That's before cameras existed. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think they have an etching, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Was that, were you playing? Were you playing your drums with clubs or something like it, that? Exactly. It was more of like a predecessor to the kunga. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so excited to have you at the conference, though. One um, week from today. Yeah, it is one week. This is the eve of the conference, so there's still tickets. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how you can get your tickets at AM590, The Answer, so that you can see Zoe and all of the other great speakers that we have. So, Zoe, tell us, how is your perspective on politics and culture perhaps different than other Republicans or conservatives? Uh, well, my take on as for me, I, I don't look at it so much uh, politically as I do culturally. Uh, my, my whole thing is, you know, I know we want this uh, really solid, uh, political representation, you know, and, and a lot of I think a lot of times, you know, people are feeling that they're being misrepresented. And uh, but the thing is, if you want stable political representation, you're going to need stable cultural representation. You know, other than that, you know, we're always going to be fighting this upward battle. And it's like, oh, it's okay, you know, we're conservatives, we're we're we're, we're thick skinned, we can go against the grain, but it doesn't have to be as hard. And we need to be able to get out there and sell conservative, not sell a candidate. That's what people are trying to do right now. We're always trying to sell a candidate. Stop trying to sell a candidate and get out there and sell conservatism. Well, the, the liberalism so permeates the culture, and, and Whittle's talked about this, that, that it just becomes ingrained in people as they grow up because they've watched these TV shows, and the, mm-hmm. the, the libs dominate all that. Sure, sure. So why aren't we, are we supposed to be the party that competes? 
We're always saying competition breeds excellent. Well, let's get out there and compete. Let's not complain about it. Let's compete with it. Yeah, even with all that, I I still see right now a very unique opportunity this year because it's not too dissimilar, I think, from 1980. We had Jimmy Carter, a disastrous liberal policies. We had people kind of abandoning that, saying, no, that's, that's not working. They were looking for something new. And then here comes Ronald Reagan just making a complete appeal and, and being a champion of conservative values and principles. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he, he ushered in the Reagan revolution. And I see us kind of at that same point. I mean, a lot of people, even Democrats right now, are sitting here looking after eight years of Barack Obama going, come on, there, 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 there has to be something better than this. The party is not representing us. Um, you know, we are not that that's not the Democratic Party that we knew. Um, so 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 they're they're looking for something else to support. And I think this is a golden opportunity for conservatism right now. It, it could be a golden opportunity. But I think also back in the 80s, uh, the culture was uh, a little bit different. I think the culture embraced patriotism a little bit more. Uh, you could see that, like in in in, uh, in popular TV shows like wrestling. You know, remember uh, you right. know had the, you had the pro American wrestlers, and you had the Iron Sheik, and you had you know uh, you know you know people out there chanting USA and stuff like that. And you had the A team. Yeah, you know there was more of a patriotic tone in the time that Reagan was coming into office. And and the thing is, I mean, I don't want to so much rely on the dynamic of well, we got Carter, and after Carter, we got Reagan, right. because right now we've had eight years of Obama. And people are people when people are disenchanted, they're not disenchanted with the things that Obama was trying to push. They're just they're disenchanted because they feel like he wasn't aggressive enough. So when people are saying, "Okay, we're jaded with Obama, we're tired of Obama," they're just tired because they didn't they didn't get what they wanted. Now they're going to be looking for those things in Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. And Hillary Clinton has just proved to be a criminal. They don't care. They're ready for Hillary. They still want the same things. They just want somebody different to be more aggressive in pushing it in. You said in our prep session that you were more concerned with people who would vote for Sanders or Clinton than Sanders or Clinton. Sure, sure, because basically what, what these people, you know, they're, they're representatives. You know, that's, that's what they are. And, and Hillary is going to represent enough to enough people out there who think that the government is supposed to do certain things. And they're going to be voting for, for Sanders for the same thing. These people are, they're, they're, they're like, uh, I, I, for lack of a better way to put it, these people are like idols. And they're going to these idols expecting these idols to do something for them that these idols, one, can't do, and two, aren't supposed to do. But the people have been conditioned to believe that that's what they deserve. You know, you, you've made the, your, your angle on this is the culture. And, of course, Andrew Breitbart famously said culture is upstream of politics. And I'm sure he's not the first. I mean, he maybe said it in a nice little soundbite. But that's just, that's the mm-hmm. essence of your work is impact the culture and then the political reality will follow. You know, how do we impact the culture when we've lost decades ago hollywood we've lost the schools we've lost the universities how do we get all that back Zoe? ah that's that's a good question it's, it's difficult but it's not impossible and and, and I don't, here's one of the problems as conservatives you know for the most part and, and, and liberals too don't get me wrong man it's, but you know people just want to get out there want to, they want to make an honest living okay they just want to you know they want to be able to pay their rent pay their bills and so on and so forth but the thing is with, with conservatives Doing the nine to five or whatever their their profession allots to them doesn't give them a lot of time to be creative, and basically have have the wherewithal to to uh, to to influence or give people the idea that hey, there's a better way to do these things. And while conservatives are doing their nine to five, 
you got liberals on the other side using that time to come up with ways to get into their pocket and push whatever other agenda that they have. That's what they do. That's the world that they live in. So with conservatives, it's very difficult, and we're all, we're all about defense. You know, you got to have a strong military. You want to have a strong police force and stuff like that. You want people to guard your guard, your God-given freedom, sure. Well, you also need people to guard you on the on the cultural front, also. And where conservatives are missing, and they're just as bad as liberals with this, is that they're looking for a political messiah to come and save us from these things. Mm. That ain't gonna happen. And they're just as bad. So what you need is you got you you is there is there throwing these monies. At, at, at politicians expecting them to fix things. Like, no, here's what you need to do. You might want to support people like, like I said, Bill Whittle. Bill, Bill Whittle's a very creative and, and very intelligent guy. So it's like, yeah, get behind people like that who can create the content in interesting and compelling ways to compete with the liberal narrative. That's where we need to support. We have a big, wide open hole that the liberals are just coming through and inundating the culture with their ideology, and we're not competing with them because we don't have the support. Supply and demand, right? Well, we need supply the counter-narrative, and it needs to be demanded. Absolutely. We are talking to Alfonso Rachel, better known as Zoe, throughout the Internet on Twitter, Facebook, and his great videos that he's constantly putting out, talking about the very thing that we're discussing today, the culture, how do we impact it, the values. He's going to be a speaker at the United IE Conference, and if you like the taste of what you're getting, boy, you're going to get a a fire hose of it on Saturday, March the 19th. You can go to the am590.com website to sign up for tickets, and we'll tell you where you can get more of Zoe after we get back from this break. Word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, sponsor of this show, as well as the Conservative Conference. And uh, Ed's the place, Wholesale Capital is the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More with Alfonso Rachel after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Night IE Radio Program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm here with my co-host Don Dix and Greg Britton, and we have really a superstar of the Internet for the, the, for the conservative movement, Alfonso Rachel, known as Zoe Rachel, and you can see his stuff at alfonsorachel.com. That's A-L-F-O-N-Z-O-R-A-C-H-E-L.com. And, you know, Zoe, one of the things I love about your your videos, because I share them with my daughter, and she has a lot of friends who are black, and, and of course, you're black, and you, you talk about, you know, you really take on the um, Democrats' monopoly of, of the black vote and, and the black support. You know, so what's it like? Um, you know, do you get any blowback? Do you get any negative feedback? Or, or, you know, what's it like being a conservative or a very visible conservative black American? 
Oh, sure. Um, and, and this is one of those areas where, um, you know, you really get to see the, uh, the projection of Democrats. And, uh, you know, it, 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 they, they hate they suppose they hate Republicans because supposedly Republicans is this exclusive uh, a white club. And this is what they cursed them for. It's like, oh, it's just a whole bunch of old rich white men and stuff like that. OK, so I guess what you're saying is that you expect the Republican Party to be more diverse. OK, well, here's some black people and here's some Latinos and here's some Asians, stuff like that. And then once you show that, then they're still mad. It's like, oh, look at these sellouts who went right. to the Republican Party. You know, so it's, this is one of those opportunities. You know, if we're talking golden opportunities, here's one of those to basically just, you know, step back and just say, look, well, there you go. You guys want racism? There it is. It's not Republicans and Tea Parties and stuff like that that have signs that says white only. It was Democrats who instituted that stuff. You know, so, you know, if, in terms of this exclusion and this segregation and this, and this apartheid mentality that they try to accuse the Republican Party of, well, that's all been Democrats. And as far as, you know, me being, you know, a conservative, you know, who happens to be black, you know, it's, it's all these things that, 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 that the Democrats project on us, this, this hostile bigotry. And, and uh, I, I've seen this. I, 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 this has been going on for as long as I can remember. Even when I was a default liberal, when I when I was a when I thought of myself as voting Democrat, I started to see it. I had to wake up to it, and I could see how it went down. I was like, you know what? No, this this is a very angry, intolerant party. They ain't nothing tolerant about the, uh, their party at all. So you know that's that's you know for me being a a, a black person, not only that, a musician. You know, I'm in California, man, and I, I see it all. The musicians love to talk about peace, love, and granola, and all that sort right. of stuff. You know, you got to, you know, love, uh, you know, all you need is love and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay, Beatles, there's 6.5 billion people on the planet, and between the four of you, you couldn't even get along. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if all it took was love, how come we still don't have the Beatles, right? So, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm seeing this stuff go down, you know, whether as, as, as a... Uh, uh, you know, a person of color, and as a musician, I'm just seeing the hypocrisy of uh, of all this go down. And, and uh, you know, and while I'm even on the subject, you know, of, of reaching out to the culture to get them to say that, that's one of the reasons why I believe that you know, artistry, you know, whether it's uh, in the acting community or in the music community where I where I live, you know, as a musician, you know, my band is out there to help shake up that paradigm. You know, we get out there, we we can you know try to connect with the culture. We have people coming up, uh, you know, after our shows. And, you know, telling us, man, I never thought of it like that. Or they'll say, like, wow, man, I would have never expected that from you guys are a Christian rock band, right? Like, yeah, they're like, wow, I never would have expected that. I never, I never really wouldn't have thought of it that way. I'm going to get your CD, man. And I want to know more. You know, that's what we're out there to try to do. We're out there to try to sell it. Beautiful. You know, you've got to sell it. Yep. How did you make the transition from the default liberal status to being conservative? Um, oh, man, there's, there, was a, there was a lot of... Uh, lot of turn of events that that kind of went in there like uh, and off the top of my head one of those things would be uh you know when i when i when i considered the um the abortion issue and um when i when i when i really got down to the language of why is it that you're you're aborting this kid why because you don't think it's a human being and and i have to admit that maybe a little you know as a liberal some of my afrocentrism kind of jumped into play because not only was that same language used that when they're talking about you can abort this child because it's not a human being it has no rights right okay well that's the same language that they use to justify slavery right. wow say that blacks are not human they have no right so i'm like wait a minute this is coming back full circle and if i didn't like the idea that somebody would deny my ancestors right 
just disqualify their personhood, then I would be a total hypocrite if I would say that, that it's okay to deny a person's right to, you know, to live, to experience their God-given rights as well. So if I'm really going to be this humanitarian, liberalism ain't the answer to human, being a humanitarian. Being a conservative is, as I conserve to what is outlined in the Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. So right there was like one of those things that started me towards my transition to be a conservative. As you probably know, the founder of Planned Parenthood, who's I'm just drawing a blank on that name, Margaret Sanger, Margaret Sanger. advocated yeah. eugenics against black people. Absolutely, and she was a Democrat. And now, have you had any type of encounter with people where you, you're seeing you're making an, an impact, you're getting other um, black Americans to... To, to, to see things a little differently, maybe open their eyes up and, and stop just accepting what they're, what they're being told by the Democratic Party, by TV, by music, by, by society? Are, are you seeing that you're making an impact with these people? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a slow, and, and I can, it's one of those things where I can only move as quickly as, as, as being supported. I'm sorry, I'm not right. trying to solicit, you know, hey, get out there, and, but, you know, but the thing is, like, say, for instance, with, with my band, just like I, I had mentioned before, where people kind of, you know, they kind of wake up to it. With, with the black community, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is, you know, there's this kind of group mentality thing. And if you, now, if you think that, you know, we can just ride into the black community and we're going to espouse these beliefs, you, there's going to be a lot of pushback because nobody wants to be seen as the one who stepped out of the herd. You're going to be considered a sellout. Right. You have to stick with, 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 with the group thing. So it's one of those things where, you know, trying to go in there and preach this stuff, it's not going to work. you got you got to connect with them, and it, just like anybody, on, with things that they can relate to. You know, so like with my band, it's like who, who, not too many people out there don't really like music. So you, you get out there and you connect with them with something that they can feel, something they can relate to, something that's familiar to them. Um, and, and also with my band, and, and if I can say this really quick uh, about my band, on a, on a little rabbit trail here. The, the, my band is also about, you know, uh, breaking these paradigms that say that because you're a person of color or whatever, whatever persuasion, you have to conform to such and such narrative. Like, say, for instance, because you're black, you have to walk a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. You right. have to date a certain way. You have to eat a certain way. You have to vote a certain way, believe a certain way, all these sort of things. They, they stay shackled to this narrative. Well, my band is the antithesis, is the antithesis of that. We get out there, we, we get out there, we vote the way that we vote, we think the way that we think, we, uh, and, and we believe the way that we believe, and we play the music that we want. You know, it's like, oh my God, there's four black guys playing rock and roll. That's unheard of. Even though rock and roll was born of the blues, and mm -hmm. the blues was born out of the black, but right. still, for some reason, this is white folks' music, and you're not supposed to do that. Well, we're all about just, sh we're shredding those paradigms. That's what we do. It's amazing that, it's amazing that, and that the black people sort of collectively will accept this of the culture, other people telling them what to do, what they can do, what they can't do, what they can think, what they can't think. Keeping it real. And it's, and it's, it's, it's amazing that they, <laughs> right. they, that they would accept that. Yes. Yes. They're accepting what is supposed to be unacceptable. It's like we're supposed to be free. We're supposed to, you know, get out there and, and embrace the American experience while at the same time we're putting brain chains on ourselves and then accusing somebody else of doing it. Well, I mean, to me, this was the whole whole argument in the civil rights movement, especially under under Martin Luther King, was that you know we we don't act depending on our skin color, you know, our mm -hmm. our, our skin color does not determine how we think or or our behavior, you yeah, know, we're all people. Absolutely. But yet that has now shifted back to being 
that your skin color does determine who you are and how you act and how you think. And to me, that's the traditional view of racism. Absolutely. It, it turns it all around. We are talking with Alfonso Rachel, who is a, a soldier for the cause of conservatism by trying to get out and impact it through the culture. We're talking to him about the current state of culture, politics, and the challenges facing our country. We're going to have more with Zoe. After this break, you can get more information about Zoe's work at his website, alfonsorachel.com. And that's Alfonso with a Z. And we will be back after a uh, word from the people that make this show possible. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Alfonso Rachel after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. Of course, we have a major earthquake happening in Riverside, California. Next Saturday, we're talking to Alfonso Rachel, one of the speakers at the conference that's going to be on March 19th at the Fox Performing Arts Center. And uh, you do a lot of uh, video work and relating to the current political structure, uh, what's happening in our presidential race. John wanted to ask you a question about... What's going on with uh, with yeah. Trump and well, yeah? One of Cruz the videos, and- most recent ones you've had on, was about how um, you know Trump is making inroads into the black vote. Um, so you know, why don't you talk a little bit on that for us? Well, yeah. The, the 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 word on the street is is that he is gravitating some of the black votes, and I and I see the Democrats are trying to retaliate with that by by uh, tying him to uh, you know any sort of KKK sentiment <laughs> via. Via um, uh, oh my goodness, what's what's his name? Uh, David David uh, Duke. David Duke. Yeah, I knew it was Duke something, right? Um, and it's it like okay, well, if you guys want to play that game, well, David Duke was a member of the KKK when he was a Democrat, right? You know, so it, it's it's you know, the, 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 a lot of times liberals give us things on a silver platter. You know, it's it's you know they they do kind of like toss us things, you know that that we can really just eat up. But sometimes you know we we you know we miss the opportunity. But you know with the black community, you know voting for Trump, the thing is is that Trump, he's done. He he's. I'm not going to get into whether he's conservative enough or anything like that, or whether he's evolving conservative or, or whatever. But the thing is is that he's laid the groundwork. He's done the thing that conservatives should have been doing. He's basically brought the whole uh, primary process into his wheelhouse, and that's reality TV. He's made it a reality TV show, and and he's 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 been doing this. He's already tapped into something that was already really popular with the culture. So it's 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 no surprise that well, yeah, of course he's going to do well in this because he's laid the groundwork for it. And um and I'm not saying that 
uh, conservatives need to resort to the same kind of tactics. I'm just saying use the tools that he used. You can use the tools in different ways. You know, you can take a scalpel and you can either save somebody's life with it or you can stab somebody to death with it. You know, and I'm just saying take the tools. They're, they're so accessible and they're so available to us now. Right. You know, and, and there's, there's really no reason – you know, to not be supportive of people who can actually take these things that are popular in the culture and use them in more redeeming ways. That's sure. what we need to get a lid on. But I think it's, it's not just his use of popular culture. He's appealing, mm-hmm. is, Democrats are trying to appeal to the black vote based on skin color. Donald mm-hmm. Trump is trying to appeal to blacks and everyone else based on their economic interests, that black workers, they're affected by illegal immigration and mass legal immigration. They're affected by these tr- bad trade deals that let jobs go to Mexico and, and China, mm-hmm. just like everyone yeah. else. So I think part of his support, his inc- support, which is unprecedented over what n- Republicans normally get, is his appeal to everyone, including blacks, on their economic interests. Well, also, and see, here's the thing. Alan West was making the same point. Right. But see, the, the thing is where Alan West is as mighty and as brilliant as he is. The thing was, is his concern, his ideal of conservatism or his ideas of it weren't sold to the culture, whereas Donald Trump, his image is. So that's where he, he has that door that's open to it. And, and yeah, it, but and Donald Trump is right. On the other side of that, the, the, the backlash against him is that his ideals concerning are nationalistic or, xenoph- or xenophobic. We got to leave uh, it but- there, Zoe. I'm sorry. We're out of time. You can go to Alfonso yeah. Rachel's website, alfonso.rachel.com. Get more of this. We're going to post some of his videos up on our Facebook page. We will have more after the break. The Unite IE radio program. I'll keep my freedom. I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're having a great time at the Unite IE Conservative Conference. We now have an interview with Dr. Duke Pesta on Common Core and government-run education. Welcome back to the second half of the Unite IE Radio program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm with my co-host Don Dix and Greg Britton. And we have another guest today, and one of the unique days that we have two guests. And we have Dr. Duke Pesta from the University of Wisconsin. He's been doing amazing work. I've seen him speak multiple times, and I've just been overly impressed with the information that he has. Uh, Dr. Duke, welcome. Thank you all for having me today. It's great to see you and have you in the studio. You were this week on Thursday night, a speaker here locally, uh, educating folks about the topic of your passion, which is Fed Ed, federal education, uh, or as it's been uh, known lately as Common Core. But now you're here to share with us a brand new uh, sort of chapter of Common Core. It's got duly demonized around the United States, parents concerned about this overreach of the federal government. And so now it's in a new chapter. They're, re, they're, they're reformatting it or re-embrace, new name. It's, it's like if something crashes and burns, you give it a new name and you trot it out under a new banner. And so what's going on with that? Well, the uh, Congress, the Republican-controlled tr- Congress and Senate, recently passed the ESSA Act, the, every, the Orwellianly named Every Student Succeeds Act, because we know there's no success attached to these big federal government programs. And really the problem with it is we, we've known for a long time that Common Core is a, a, a bump on the way. It's a horrible thing. It's a great big ugly tumor in the diseased body of public education. But the ESSA Act now, uh, Republicans in Congress pushed it through without anybody really reading the bill. It's an 11, it's an 1100 page bill. Mm. Paul Ryan, Speaker Ryan from Wisconsin, the state that I live in, uh, betrayed his constituents by giving the, the caucus two days to read this bill. 
<clears throat> what the bill does basically is it retroactively legalizes all the illegal things the federal government did in creating Common Core. It goes back and provides cover to the bribery, the uh, the illegal creation of national standards, the things that the feds were not allowed to do. The ESSA Act now retroactively legitimate, including data mining, all the data gathering on our kids. The ESSA Act enshrines it in law. What the ESSA ultimately is is a revision of the failed No Child Left Behind legislation. It's been written for over the last 10 years by multiple hands. Uh, it's an 1,100-page bill, as we said. It um, now legalizes and regularizes the idea that the feds have unprecedented authority to meddle in state and local educational decisions in clear violation of the Tenth Command of the Tenth Amendment. I must, I must, I must also add. So here we are, and now <clears throat> the Republicans. Common Core was a big splash. Nobody's heard of the ESSA Act, and the ESSA Act is what's going to legitimize all of this. Now, one thing about Common Core, and before we move on to the specifics of, of the this new law is that it's an amazing example of citizen pushback. The, the entire established, educational establishment of the government, they were all for it, and it ran into trouble and became actually unpopular in many places because of citizen pushback, because of moms getting on Facebook, going down to the local school board and pushing back against this. Absolutely, and the, the only reason Common Core is being fought is the mom and dad reaction. The grass this is a really a grassroots protest, which does make the ESSA so much more frustrating. As moms and dads begin to wake up and push back, already the federal overlords are trying to limit the ability they have to do that. Interesting. So when did the ESSA Act actually get passed? Back in December. It was pushed through, yep. <clears throat> and, and, and really, we were on the radio at that time. I, and I watched the news flow fairly carefully. I saw very little about it. I even saw no opposition on the part of uh, legislators in D.C. to this. Uh, but you have a quote from one of the architects, if you will, of Common Core, of this new iteration. And I think it's quite telling. First of all, tell us a little bit about who Arnie Duncan is. <clears throat> Arnie Duncan is, uh, for the first seven and a half years of Obama's administration, he was the Secretary of Education. And he came from where? He came, his background, he was a, a school superintendent and administrator of schools in Chicago. Interestingly, his personal educational background is not education. He does not have, he's never taught a class. He's not really a trained educator, not somebody committed to writing educational standards. He's just a bureaucrat, an educrat, if you will who was promoted to the highest office because he knew Obama in, uh, in Chicago, a good yes man for Obama's uh, attempts to take over federal education. Arnie Duncan has been a huge thorn in the side of, of American moms and dads, called them all racist for opposing Common Core. Uh, and so when the ESSA Pact uh, passed in December, uh, outgoing superintendent of schools, secretary of education, Arnie Duncan, uh, said the following thing, quote, I am stunned at how much better for us this bill ended up than either the House or Senate bill going into conference. I had a Democrat congressman say to me that it is a miracle. He's let never, literally never seen anything like it. If you look at the substance of what is there, embedded in the law now, are the values that we, progressives, have promoted and proposed forever. The core of our agenda from day one, that's all in there. For the first time in our nation's history, it is the letter of the law. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we just had a guest on prior to this, Trevor Loudon, and I don't know if you're familiar with I know with Trevor, you. yeah. Okay. So in his body of work, he says that there is a, a, a DNA of Marxism and communism that is in the heartbeat 
of the modern progressive movement. Based on your study of this ESSA law, would you say that there is that uh, centralized government Marxist DNA in the body of this ESSA law? And if so, how? Well, absolutely. First of all, I think what the ESSA law, uh, Act does is it enshrines the progressive education mentality. Uh, obviously, people like Paul Ryan are not themselves progressives. But what the, what the Republicans in the Congress did is they basically ceded to the federal government and to educrats, people like Arne Duncan, they ceded the power to shape education as they see fit to progressives. So the ESSA, shockingly, provides cover and legal support for progressives in Washington to continue the Marxification of our kids' education. And you ask yourself, why would Republicans – not fight this? Why would they not stand back from the brink? Why did they, be, in the same way Paul Ryan r rubber stamped Obama's budget, without a, without a doubt, without a problem, he's done that now for education too. Yeah, I used to think that the people like Ryan and McConnell and Boehner, they were just for cowards and they wouldn't fight. But when you see that, you know, the only time they do fight is when they're going to fight conservatives. So then they can fight. I'm increasingly thinking they agree with what's going on, and it's not it's not cowardice and not and not timidity. It's 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 they basically agree. Yeah, I think you're right, and uh, uh, maybe in the next segment we can talk about exactly that how they're more willing to fight Republicans, conservative Republicans, than they are to take on the Democrat establishment. Let's have a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio All Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. More with Dr. Pesta after this message. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We were just talking with Dr. Pesta about Education Secretary Arnie Duncan, who also said, and finally, we need a robust data system to track student achievement and teacher effectiveness. That's another part of this, of, the, of this common core is this tracking and keeping the data on the students, and not just about their academics, but whether they have the right attitudes and beliefs. That's huge, and we didn't mention it. The idea, the other thing that the ESSA Act does is all that data gathering, data collection, not only does it legitimize it, but it mandates it. Uh, that the Republican ESSA bill, well, it wasn't written by Republicans primarily, but they were the ones who forced it through controlling the House and the Senate, uh, the ESSA bill does make it perfectly legal and perfectly necessary 
for the Federal Department of Education to use your kids' private and personal information for the purpose of aggregating data. And so this is a really shocking development. In fact, I would argue that the single thing that most moms and dads, if they know about Common Core, despise, it is precisely the intrusive data gathering. Now, these are always put forth as something that's going to improve the, the kids' performance. You know, it's going to hit, set higher standards. And we've had people on the show before talk. You've been on the show and, and others. But, you know, you've been in, in education, I believe, a professor for 20 years now at the University of Wisconsin. And, you know... I think you, you've seen a decline in the quality uh, of the students coming through your your classrooms, right? Sure. You know, this is the thing. We've been doing, uh, you guys called it Fed Ed at the top of the show. That's right. Uh, in my whole lifetime, I was born in the late 1960s, my whole lifetime, uh, the federal government has increasingly gotten more control over education, slowly at first and more broadly. And it's not a coincidence that the decline of American education standards, the decline of our kids' ability to read, write, and, and think and do basic math to understand the country's history, it's not a coincidence that from the beginning of this period, uh, when the Fed took began to take over, our kids' standards, are, uh, their abilities decline radically. And what you're doing now with things like ESSA and Common Core is you're ratcheting up what has not worked for 40 years and expecting different results. Well, Kirk, I, I believe that, uh, you know, I always say that this is probably the most uneducated generation mm -hmm. that America has produced, but they just don't know it because they received all these self-esteem classes. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um, our kids know a lot less about what they should know. Their heads are full with a lot of stuff, but it's not useful stuff. Uh, primarily American civics. What, what is really lacking in our kids is a correct understanding of what it takes to be a free person in a, a free country. But in addition just to the lack of that, but how about just the ability to read and write and express themselves clearly? I mean, that's also been declining as you've seen what's coming into your classrooms. Well, you know what? For once, the federal government called Common Core. They, they labeled it correctly. Common and Common Core means that we are not going to let kids excel in the areas they can. We're not going to push for excellence. We're going to create one common educational paradigm that lowers everything but makes for social justice equity, right? Uh, kids with more money now will not necessarily get a better education than kids without. We're going to compromise excellence uh, in the name of social experimentation, and that's what Common Core is. And when people think this, it's a money issue, but yet since 1970, as you probably know, the per student spending on education, the government run education system, after accounting for inflation, has more than doubled. More money for worse results. Right. And where is that money going? That money is not going to help teachers teach kids. It's going to big textbook companies who are mass producing Common Core textbooks. It's going to uh, application creators who are trying to uh, computerize education. It's going to teachers' unions. So uh, we're spent, like, as with every other big government program, every other big government takeover. All the money goes to the bureaucracy, and very few of the problems ever get solved on the ground. I'm looking for the chart here, and I, just, and I just found it. So let's see if I can bring this up here of what's happened to education personnel over this time. And it's just this staggering increase of – and I'll, I'll, work on, I'll work on getting this open. You were talking also before we went on the air about – that it used to be the liberal leftist and Marxist professors would try to indoctrinate the children once they got to college. But now you're seeing they're already indoctrinated. Yeah, 25 years ago when I started teaching as a graduate student, I found that my kids in college, mostly as a, as a new graduate teacher, I was teaching freshmen, I found the kids culturally ignorant. They, they didn't have much of a sense of history, but they were not yet completely radicalized. Now, 25 years later, my college freshmen come to campus the way my college 
graduates used to be 25 years ago. They are already anti-capitalist. They're already entitled. They already think that America is an unfair country. They already have favorable views of socialism, even though they they're, they're, the only way they define socialism is fairness. That's what they've been taught. Socialism equals fairness. That's the only thing they know. Can the system be reformed and, or saved, or do parents, the patriotic parents that want a good education and want to teach their children about the to respect and love the country, do they need to find an alternative? If we're going, if the entire country rallied around the idea of reforming our public schools tomorrow, and spent mega effort to do it, it would take twenty years, a whole generation just to get this stuff out and back to some semblance of normality. My position now, after watching this, is there are no safe places in public schools. If you want to guarantee your kids have a high level of skill in reading, math, and science, and you also want to protect them from mindless ideology. I, I cannot see a way that you can keep them in these public schools anymore. And you have an alternative. There are many alternatives, and uh, we're just one, Freedom Project Academy, which is a complete online homeschool. Uh, and and fpeusa.org is where you can come and check us out. But there are so many uh, good ways, good private schools left, although many of them are going Common Core. And uh, I say this many times. We, in the last decade, homeschool families have jumped from one million homeschool families to three. Uh, if we can keep homeschooling, the right of parents to c- educate their kids at home, if we can keep that strong, it'll be much harder one day for the feds to come after that. Now, of course, it's illegal in Germany. Uh, I was yes. going to say, there's a, there's a big push even here to try to yes. minimize or eliminate homeschooling. Yeah, there's no way the federal government is going to get 60 million kids, American public school kids, on the same ideological perspective and then let the rest of us be free to educate our kids at home. That movement is already starting here. They're starting to regulate common uh, homeschooling. But we're but we, if if we keep it robust, they'll have a harder time coming after it. I'm going to read from an article very quickly. We we're talking about data mining in this segment. This is from uh, February 24, 2016, in the San Diego Tribune. Now, this concerns a court case that was recently adjudicated, and the feds won a recent federal court ruling orders the release of personal data on more than 10 million California students highlights the growing amount of information schools now collect and the loopholes that allow it to be released. Paradoxically, the state of California is trying to get, the school boards are trying to get moms and dads to sign a petition to get out of that. The petition itself to try to opt out of that data gathering requires all sorts of data points have to be put in, including your kids' birthdays. Why for a simple petition? So in other words, in order to try to opt out of this, you have to already give them information that they don't need. So even the opt-outs are corrupted. Here are the numbers on, on, on staffing since 1970. Students have gone up 8%. Teachers have gone up 60%. Non-teaching staff has gone up 138%. Bingo. You're talking about the costs. No, the numbers no, the number, number of oh, the people. actual number. number of people. So the bureau, once again, as we see, bureaucracy goes up, teachers and students not so much. Time for another message from All Star Collision, uh, the place to take your car when you have an accident because, as I said before, they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Dr. Pesta after this message. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to United IE Radio Program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm here with my co-host Don Dix and Great Britain. We have Dr. Duke Pesta from the University of Wisconsin, and we're talking about Common Core and the federal FedEx, the federal takeover of our education system. And, you know, as we already know, 18 to 30-year-olds, 43% of them are, think, favorably of socialism. Now, over the next eight years, we have another 43 million that is joining the ranks. You know, um, what does that hold for the future? You know, the Vladimir Lenin said at one point, uh, I'll give you the politicians. You can have all the politics if you give me the students. You give me the students in your schools, Lenin said. I'll let you have – you can control the houses of Congress, and in one generation I will make you irrelevant. And this is it. Um, my college kids – I've got – I teach you know college kids of all these different social demographics – and the one thing they have in common is their unwavering support for Bernie Sanders. They, again, they can't tell you – they can't name a single piece of legislation. In fact, I can't name a single piece of legislation that you could call his after a thousand years in the Senate. But they know nothing about him and they know nothing about socialism. They know nothing about his worldview. Yet all they know is because they've been trained in middle and high school to believe that socialism equals fairness – and they want to be fair, that we must elect him. And so by definition, capitalism, free markets, liberty is not fair. Uh, meritocracy is not fair. Well, our, our previous guest, Trevor Loudon, in the first half made an, just an excellent and astute point. He said that these people, the Bernie Sanders, the, the socialists, they think they can keep all of the benefits of capitalism, the free enterprise system, and get free stuff on top of it. Right, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you think about Margaret Thatcher's famous pronouncement, this all works until you run out of those people's money, and then chaos. We're, of course, uh, you know, at an a interesting anniversary, the fourth anniversary of Andrew Breitbart's death. And one of the videos that's been circulating was of him at a rally filled with union and socialist uh, advocates. And going through the rally, basically, you know, uh, tell me, thumbs up for capitalism, thumbs down and everybody thumbs down and everybody demonizing capitalism and everybody uh, basically holding up the virtue of a uh, of this of this union based Marxist sort of socialism, not even realizing what they're advocating in the process. And so I wrote down a note here. Is it too late? Have we has the bell rung and are we able to, you know, get control of all this back it is certainly a fearful question um and the there's a lot of indicators that suggest that if it's not too late uh, the american dream is certainly on life support i still think though if you had a president in office who was willing to not just accept the status quo but to pull out what people like Obama put in illegally. If you put at a president who put somebody in the Department of Education who was going to roll up their sleeves and yank out Common Core, we'd get rid of it in a couple of years. I mean, we'd still have to go beyond that, but I mean, you could do that. The problem is, as we see with the ESSA Act, we send Republicans to office. They said, give us the Senate back. We gave them the Senate back. What do they do? They rubber stamp Obama's budget. They couldn't even be bothered 
to pull out Planned Parenthood funding after the horrific O'Keefe videos, right. right? And then with the ESSA Act, we put a lot of people in Washington to get rid of Common Core. That's what they ran on, they told us. And then we put them in and they validate the ESSA Act. So I just, you know, until we can get people who will do what they say, it won't fix. But if we get people who will be fine. Well, you know, another thing is we have, you know, it's institutionalized in our universities and our schools now. So the question is, you know, that the, you're, you're in academia, you're with the professors, those professors who preach this stuff to our kids. Do they really understand it themselves, or are they just kind of useful idiots? You think about a college professor. A college professor spends his whole life on campus, right? And campuses are the most socialistic places in this country because everything's done for the professors. We don't clean the blackboards. We don't wash the toilets. We don't feed kids. All we do is teach in our little enclave. So that's the world we know. But the real warning here is with things like Common Core, that college professor indoctrination mindset is now being done at 5 and 7 and 12 years old. Um, Bill Ayers knew what he was doing when he gave up planting bombs and went on to become a professor of education because he could do so much more damage and advance the revolution from that position than he ever could planting bombs. Bill Ayers actually said he he's a, a was a professor of education, training teachers that the place for communism in modern America is the modern elementary school. That was his entire thirty year career teaching college. That is absolutely disgusting, and we've been allowing it is the worst thing. You know, the theme of our upcoming conference uh, on March 19th, the Unite IE Conservative Conference, is what difference does it make? Well, those words were taken from Hillary Clinton during her Benghazi testimony, but they're prophetic because ultimately, what difference does it make if you're involved in pushing back on this or not? And we're seeing that it makes a huge difference whether or not the average citizen is answering the call to the highest political office in the country. That is private citizen. We could do a lot, but we need more people to answer that call. Well, if you think about it, it was well less than 5% of America's population that radicalized the schools. What if we were able to get 5 to 10% to go back the other way? I mean, you could do a lot of really good things, but right now the nation's asleep. We need those 5 or 10% people. That's the reason we put the conference on. Get off the couch. Get into an environment that's going to immerse you in what you can do. You mentioned Andrew Breitbart, the fourth anniversary of his passing. He said, walk towards the fire. Don't worry about what they call you. All of those things are said because they want to stop you in your tracks. But if you keep going... You're sending a message to people who are rooting for you, who are agreeing with you. The message is they can do it too, and you can do it too. And a good first place to start is by going to the Unite IE Conservative Conference. Go to uniteie.com, link for your tickets. And we just can't thank you enough, Dr. Pesta, for coming and sharing what your information with us here tonight, this afternoon. Thank you. And Dr. Pesta, where can people learn more about what you're doing? For more information, go to fpeusa.org, Freedom Project Education. Gonna keep our Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.